Welcome to the first and last episode 16 of Jersey Talk, the greatest pot sports podcast that ever was and ever will be. We provide content for fans, uh, content for fans, by fans, and we try to talk sports while wearing some jerseys. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Hooks, and with me is the number one co-host in the world, Basant Gar. Um, today, I am rocking Patrick Mahomes' red Chiefs jersey, greatest quarterback in the NFL. What's up? Uh, Basant, how's your weekend been, man? My weekend's been amazing, dude. How's your weekend been? It's been, I mean, some of the fam's out of town, so the house has been really quiet, so that's been nice. Just, hey. yeah. Yesterday was my one-year anniversary at work, so I was able to get the day yeah. off, which was pretty cool. Congrats. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. It's been a been working there for a minute. Um, just some housekeeping real quick. Uh, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at JerseyTalk20. And if we get anything wrong or miss something, tweet at us with hashtag JerseyWrong. Uh, let's, it let, lets us know what uh, Basant messed up. Uh, today we got the <laughs> weekly hooks for you, and we talk about someone one of us got a big problem with for Table Talk. Um, mm-hmm. First, we start with the weekly hooks. And if you're a noob, this is our recap of the weekly news and reports around the sports world. We will start with some basketball. The Ball Brothers have signed with Jay-Z Rock Nation Sports Agency. Basant, I mean, no more big baller brand, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess that just completely fell through. But, you know, good on them to, start, to sign with Rock Nation. I feel like it will it will be a big boost for their reputation oh yeah i think yeah it seems like lonzo is kind of like because like i just want to speak for like lonzo but like it seems like he's ever since the debacle they had with um that financial advisor um mm-hmm. it seems like lonzo's taken matters more matters into his own 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 hands and it seems his siblings have followed suit i don't know how much levar has been involved in that Mm-hmm. So, but it just seems like they're having they're taking more onus on their sports careers rather than letting their dad kind of dictate their moves. Yeah, which is the total right move. I mean, I haven't been the biggest fan of Lavar to begin with, so uh, I like how their kids or his kids, should I say, are uh, being more smart about yeah. this. And hey, was. they couldn't pick. They couldn't have picked a better um, agency to sign with. I mean, Rock Nation's one of the best sports agencies out there. Especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to create your own brand, for sure. Um, now, can, kind of continuing uh, with the NCAA involving the uh, Ball Brothers, uh, the NCAA is now considering uh, um, is now considering and moving towards letting college athletes make money off their own likeness. I find this interesting because this report came out right after another five star recruit went to the G or committed to the G League. Um, right idea, wrong intentions, NCAA. They're, I feel like they're only doing this because now, like, they're realizing they will start losing a massive amount of college basketball, like, athletes, because they're starting to see more and more players come into the G League and overseas because you're getting just as much development and they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, it's, well, I you find said it this interesting was, timing. You, what would you have suggested would have been a better move for the NCAA to make opposed to this? 
I mean, no, this, when I'm, I I think this is the right thing to do. They should, Mm -hmm. they should have done this. I just think it's, I think it's clear they're not doing this for the students. They're doing this because, oh, we've lost another, we lost another five-star recruit who could have potentially Mm -hmm. made us millions of dollars. We need to start giving a more of a reason for people to come here because now Mm -hmm. unlike college uh, football college basketball has like competitors right with the the, uh, not australia but like including them but the uh over league seas and then yeah you have Mm -hmm. the new uh g league with uh nba that's paying uh freshmen five hundred thousand dollars it was pretty crazy amount yeah it's pretty awesome what do you think about this I like it. Uh, again, it's pretty obvious that NCAA, they pretty much panicked, and they're like, okay, you know, what can we do to secure our, our recruits? But I was never a big fan of paying the athletes to begin with. I feel like this is the right move by the NCAA to allow other companies to pay them based on their popularity and based on their success value. So I feel like this is the most Yeah, this was all – I mean, to, yeah, this was always the – like, at like at the very minimum, like mm-hmm. – because, like, I understand – I mean, I, I don't want to go say that, but, like – you like it's the, it's their name like you're right that's theirs like you can't take that away just because they're enrolling in your college so i just exactly. like this should have always been the bare minimum and i'm glad they've finally gotten there i just i think it's for the wrong intentions um yeah. keeping up with basketball uh Bassant, you seen the newest episodes of last dance not yet dude i promise i'll watch it this <sighs> week I'm done with college this week. I'll get you right got onto some, that. You, you have some homework, buddy. You got some homework. It's dude. It's so good. It's incredible. The Dennis Rodman episodes last week. Man, the Carmen Electra stuff was hilarious. And uh, we're only going to start uh, start talking about it more and more. Um, but only if Basant, you start decide uh, uh, start watching it. Um, so if you don't want it spoiled, go watch it. But man, we already knew this, Rodman was one crazy motherfucker oh and that comes down to his roots as well like yeah. just his upbringing like that that man has quite the interesting story yeah he has he has a backstory all right um moving to the nfl uh the commissioner roger goodell has reduced his salary to zero dollars beginning this uh beginning this in april um good move goodell like that's a awesome move good dude yeah the dude makes 40 million dollars a year so yeah I definitely said it's a good move. They they did also comment that this is no sign of the NFL like not continuing because I, I guess people had that like worried like is, does mm-hmm. this mean that the NFL season might not happen? No, it's just he's trying to help where he can, and I think right. Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell and Adam Silver have been two leading examples during mm-hmm. this pandemic. Um, you know something surprising. I don't know if you were uh, having this in plan or not. But NASCAR actually decided to resume their races. I did not recently. see that. Interesting. And it's going to be with limited audience. And they, they have pretty much everything planned out. And I was actually surprised that NASCAR was the first to do so before even the NBA. I'm not surprised so, NASCAR is the first one to bring people back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess you could say that, too. <laughs> yeah, you, you know exactly what I mean. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's weird. Do you know, like, the details on, like the limited numbers of people they're going to let like I don't I don't know the exact details but I feel like the races themselves are going to you know uh go about as normal 
I don't know how their whole situation with pit crews are going to play out because obviously, you know, you have a large amount of people in one combined space. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, interesting. to see. Yeah. I haven't I haven't read into it in detail. But yeah. They seem okay. to be pretty adamant towards it. We'll definitely have to check that out uh, next week. Yeah. Um, Bengals released uh, Andy Dalton after nine years, and he is signed with Bassan's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. It's a one year, $7 million contract. Uh, Basant, uh, I'm assuming you have some words on this. I do. I mean, it, it makes the whole Dak Prescott situation just a little bit awkward. I know that you were kind of uh, against that last night when we were chatting about it. But, you know, Dak Prescott, he was drafted in 2016 to be a backup to Tony Romo, right? They picked him up in the third round. He was supposed to be – or he got picked up in the fourth round. He was supposed to be an early second-round pick. But the whole DOI situation, you know, all that stuff happened. But you still have yet to pay Dak Prescott, and you go ahead and pick up a quarterback who's been in the league for much longer than Dak Prescott has obviously been. And, like, Andy Dalton, he's a great guy. I wish he could have stayed a little more healthier throughout his career. But something – my gut feeling is just that Andy Dalton, he may start the season. I don't know. It's just something about it that's just telling me that. I don't know. No, I just – because it's like it's a one-year, $7 million deal. That's like – higher up like backup money and i think like yeah and yeah with the uncertain uncertainty around the dak prescott situation it doesn't help having a quality backup quarterback because i i don't think this is the craziest thing to say i think this makes andy dalton probably the best backup in football oh easily without a doubt like he's nine starting nine years and he's still like i don't want to say a quality football player but like Mm -hmm. If he if he had to come in for a game or two, like with the roster the Cowboys have offensively, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily too too worried. So, yeah. but like no, I just think like they this has been an Achilles heels uh, heel of theirs for a really long time at the backup quarterback situation. Andy Dalton's from Texas, so this mm-hmm. was more about him just wanting to go home, and right. then understanding that he's probably not going to be a starter anywhere. And then, yeah, like the uncertainty around Dak getting re-signed, we don't know. Yeah, we don't this, know. This can also be used as leverage now, so yeah. we'll see. But, but the reports are saying this has nothing to do with Dak's contract situation. This is just them bringing in a good backup quarterback. Um, and they've, they've known to have quality backup quarterbacks in the past, too, so this is not anything too yeah. surprising. And they definitely do have a type. Uh, Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Andy Dalton, Jason Garrett, they they have a type of like the redheads. Um, <laughs> Bears signed Ted Ginn Jr. into uh, wide receiver and Deshaun Gibson safety. Um, I, that's just some solid depth coming from a Bears yeah. fan. Like I saw these, I'm like I, I'm not jumping up and down about it, but I'm like I can't be upset. Like mm-hmm. strong safety was a need. Deshaun Gibson's a good veteran. Ted Ginn's gonna be like their fourth or fifth receiver. And he's fast as hell, so that's what they want to do. Was that a was that a one year deal? Or was yeah, they were. Yeah, they were both one year deals. Um, Titans bring in uh, cornerback Jonathan Joseph from the division rival Texans. Uh, this is um, bringing in some depth at corner and probably indicating Logan Ryan's departure. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Logan Ryan goes. Yeah, yeah, that is such a curious because he's still a pretty good football player. 
There's it, a lot of talk that he may end up in New York, actually, whether it be the Jets or Giants. But those are the top two teams that I've been seeing. I would not. Yeah, I would not be opposed to either of those teams. I would like both those yeah. teams a lot for him. Um, Saint sign uh, uh, quarterback Jameis Winston. Uh, hopefully, he can turn around like Teddy Bridgewater did in New Orleans. It sounds like he took a cheaper deal to land there because he wanted to work with Sean Payton. Um, do you think? Do you think uh, going to New Orleans will have a similar impact um, on Jameis Winston like it did with Teddy Bridgewater? Like, who knows? It, he, he might. Like, I'm not saying Breeze will get hurt, but like mm-hmm. maybe in the preseason, if there is one, and then at just some point he has an opportunity and he looks really good. Do we think Jameis Winston can get to what we thought he would have been? Maybe like this is this is Jameis Winston's last rodeo. Essentially, like you got to look at it. He has a lot to prove, and you still have Taysom Hill on your roster as well. So, Sean Payton, he has to find some sort of a balance to where he can make it fair for both those guys. Not just not including Breeze, but I'm talking about Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. But uh, the way that Teddy Bridgewater was obviously involved, like the reason why he essentially got signed by the Panthers was because of his performance due to Drew Breeze's injury. So honestly, there, there's really no telling how this will play out. It totally depends on uh, Breeze's performance and if we even have a preseason. But you know, fingers crossed for Winston. Hopefully, he can make something work. You know, he has a lot to prove. And you you brought up Taysom Hill, and what was a really yeah. interesting point about this, or interesting thing I thought about this signing was, I don't. It it's been pretty clear that. Sean Payton is looking for Drew Brees replacement. They it sounded like they were just as high on Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs were, mm-hmm. and that's probably going to be Sean Payton's biggest regret of his career is that they didn't trade up even far further up to get him. Um, right. And then, like the uh, the whole, the whole Taysom Hill stuff, like bringing in Jam- like a quarterback of Jameis Winston's like caliber, like he still has it, talent is not the issue with him. It's an IQ mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't even say IQ thing. It's – he just – he. I mean, he throws too many picks. He threw 30 interceptions yeah. last season. It's like one play, he looks amazing, and then the next, it's like – it's very Jay Cutler-esque, honestly. Yeah, and, it is. And if you can find um, – and I just think, like, there's a fascination with Sean Payton with these super, like, uber-talented guys. Because my thing is I'm not buying into Taysom Hill being a franchise quarterback for them because I'm not either. he's closer to 30 years old than he is 25. Um, and look at his injury history as well. Like, the dude was pretty much injured his entire college career. I don't understand yeah. why you would it's have not, that but like his con- his. But also, I'm looking at his contract. I'm like, you don't – I don't think they're paying a quarter – like – I don't think they view him as a quarterback. I just think that was no. all like smokescreen. I just think they view him as like we can put him literally anywhere on the field, and we're starting to see that with the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts. But we'll mm-hmm. move on and not spend any more time on um, Mr. LASIK surgery. Um, <laughs> the 2017 draft continues to impress. Out of the all the uh, out of the top five picks, uh, which is Miles Garrett. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Salman Thomas, Corey Davis, and Leonard Fournette. Only Miles Garrett had his fifth-year option picked up. Um, like Besant, uh, how do you feel about all these guys? Like Leonard Fournette's—I mean, Leonard Fournette's definitely gone. 
I think yeah. that was the nail in the coffin with his Jaguars career, unless mm-hmm. he spits out like a 1600. I, even then, like, I don't know because he's a running back. So, yeah, I just don't know. Corey Davis was kind of an interesting one because I thought like he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible. Mm hmm. And especially and with the with the performance of AJ Brown, it doesn't make his case any better. I feel yeah. like so I, honestly, this this whole draft class, like the top ten picks, aside from Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, maybe Mike Williams and Jamal Adams, like they're all they're all pretty much done. For. I would and not. Miles Garrett, I would course. not say maybe for Jamal Adams. Jamal, you you can make the case Jamal Adams is the second best player in that draft class. Or no, I meant uh, Mike Williams, not oh, Jamal Adams. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. including Jamal Adams is definitely the top. Yeah, my, sure. yeah, my, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike Williams. I was a big fan coming out, and then last year he was injury riddled his rookie season. But last mm-hmm. year it was, yeah, you saw what made him a first a high first round pick. Right. Um, it just yeah, out of all those guys, who do you think's the most interesting, um, interesting place to like watch? I think mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty out of easy the top one. ten. No, out of the top five, out of all, like the top five picks who didn't have their oh, options top five. Up. Uh, Who's going to be the most interesting to keep their eye on on like their situation? I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just more curious how much they're willing to pay him after his fifth year options over. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's definitely going to have a record setting contract. Yeah. Um, I'm. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm more curious than just the numbers. I obviously not concerned about his performance at all. But yeah, no, yeah, they're going to pay him whatever he wants but i also have yeah i don't know yeah dude honestly though like i kind of want to bring go back to the titans though with Corey davis like yeah the thing with him is i think he might have a breakout season this year another season with ryan like ryan tan like another just another season with that offensive core i think Mm -hmm. he can have a breakout season and it's like it's going to be because there's always one of those guys you don't pick up their fifth year option and then they have a breakout mm-hmm. year and it's like, damn, we should have picked up their fifth year option. I think right. Corey Davis is going to be one of those guys. Okay. Just because the timing of all of it. And then I think he'll, yeah. yeah, be able to cash in. And then who knows? He might become another free agent bus. And wh- what are your predictions on Jamal Adams? You think he'll get traded? Jamal. Oh. Will happen? I don't. It's hard to say because Joe Douglas didn't draft him. So that's mm-hmm. always the corkscrew in those situations. But at the same time, Jamal Adams is a quality – like he's one of the five best safeties in football. Um, and, it's, and given his play style, it's like it's he's irreplaceable. And it's just – yeah, he's going to be asking for money, but like he does deserve, like he does deserve it at mm-hmm. – at that point and it's like you're the jets it's like if you want to be a good football team this is what you got to do you got to pay your good football players and it's like yeah jamal Mm -hmm. adams is worth paying like this isn't one of those you have a quality guy who's been playing great and then you overpay him no this is this guy has a chance to be a hall of fame type safety if things Mm -hmm. go right so i hope he's in the new york jets but it's like I hate to say this, but if he gets traded, man, it's probably to the Cowboys. Yeah, there's a good chance. All right, so you being the biggest Bears fan in the world, mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on Mitchell Trubisky obviously not getting his fifth-year option. How do you feel about that? I mean, yeah, yeah kind of, I mean, we've we've talked about it throughout like – 
throughout the entire podcast like podcasts and earlier episodes it's just mm-hmm. this is kind of we kind of saw this coming and it's just i mean i hope yeah i hope he beats nick Foles out i hope he's great i hope he turns into a hall of famer and shows that he's not a bust at the second overall pick but that is definitely not going to happen so do i the best case scenario is is like yeah he he balls out and they're able to negotiate like a not ryan Tannehill type deal but like mm-hmm. he gets paid like uh, probably like teddy bridgewater type money because it's like yeah you had two you had one good season you would depending on what he plays next year like say he plays better let's say he has like 30 touchdowns and 12 picks it's like all right you've had two really good seasons and then you've had three mediocre seasons like let what do we want to do and they'll meet in the middle or something but like what realistically i think is going to happen is He's, he's probably going to lose out to Nick Foles at some point. They're probably going to move on. And I would not be surprised if they're drafting or trading up for a quarterback next year. I would not I would not be surprised if the Bears are one of the teams trying to trade in the top ten because there will be some quarterbacks next year that well, – there will be plenty of quarterbacks to pick from next year. I'll say that. Yeah. Did uh, Nick Foles get his contract uh, reconstructed or is it still about the same? No, so yeah, he got his contract we, uh, reconstructed. We slightly talked about it a while ago, but the big thing with his uh, new contract uh, um, is that it can be voided after um, one year. So, like, okay. say he just wants to leave, just wants to leave and cash in somewhere else. He can, or if okay. say he's he doesn't he do, he just doesn't play at all. It's like, why would he void that? So yeah. It's kind of it's just a way for him to cash out again, and maybe if the Bears can work out moving on and drafting a young quarterback. Um, so before we get into our table talk, we are going to take a quick ad break. Here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. We are moving on to table talk. This is where we have a open-ended discussion. Sometimes I bring it. Sometimes Basant brings it. Sometimes we both bring it. But this week... I wanted to bring up an NFL executive that someone has a problem with. And I want to get a, I, like Sherlock Holmes, want to get to the bottom of it. Basant, what the fuck is your problem with John Robinson? <sighs> I want to get uh, was... to the center of the universe, okay. so, which is this issue. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Tennessee Titans fan in the world, but obviously us living in Nashville, I'll support their home team as long as they're not directly involved with my New York Giants. So, John Robinson has been the Titans GM for how long? I can't Since remember. 2016. 2016, right. So, 2016, that was the year that... Um, actually, no, that was not the year. Was that the year Mariota got drafted? Or was that the it was, he was hired the year, the following year. The following year, yes. Yeah. So, the year that Robinson got hired, what was the Titans' record that season? They were 2-14. and 14, Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. What did the Titans go the year after that? Uh, that did, they went to they went two and fourteen because that is when they traded down. Okay. So two and fourteen. Uh, let me just look at the Titans records, just to double check. Uh, hold on, just a second. Because that's when they traded with the Rams, I believe. Right. They had to trade with the Rams off. to get the second overall pick. Um, okay. So that's that's against the matter. So the year that the Titans go two and fourteen with that second overall pick, they decide to go after Marcus Mariota. 
I was very happy about this pick. I'm glad that Jameis Winston got picked up by the Buccaneers because I wasn't too hot on Jameis Winston at the time. Um, so they went ahead and picked up Mariota. Great, perfect. And, you know, he had his this big explosion game week one against the Bucks, and pretty much the game that everyone was watching in the league. But we all saw the struggles that season and the years after that. And, like, pretty much it, it was very obvious that the 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 Titans were in need of building a foundation around Mariota. Can we agree on that? Yeah, but this was just, I mean, it wasn't like Robinson was hired like just last year, two years ago. He was hired the year after his rookie season. I, I don't know. It's just. <sighs> so he's been, he's been with Mariota pretty much since the beginning. Right. Yeah, It's just the lack of, the lack of moves, like, it, yeah. Okay. You can see the the structural contract. Like you, you can what, see. What do you mean by the lack of moves, though? That's like, my question. Because I don't being see aggressive a lack of moves towards towards trades. That's what I mainly mean. But like they were, they traded from the second overall pick and were able to get loaded up on draft picks in 2016. That and most of those picks like turned into like good players, like Jack mm-hmm. Conklin, who he's gone now. But like he he was he was a quality football player for them. Derrick Henry, who is might be their best football player. Kevin Byard, who might be their best football player. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, Tajay Sharp, who is a solid deep threat. Austin Johnson, who's a good D tackle. Like LaShawn Sims, who's who is a so, like cor, cor, like you get two like foundation like like foundation players in mm-hmm. a draft class, and then you get a bunch of quality starters. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I'm trading down. I, it, it, it could just totally be me. It's just it, there's. It, it's really hard for me to describe. Obviously, they're, they're, that's a really stupid response to give for a guy who's a general manager for a football for a football team. Like he can't just hire someone who's like he's he's a manager for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like probably his biggest mistake would have been uh, Kevin Dodd. I feel like that name sticks out the most out of uh, John Robinson. Uh, again, it, the the. Uh, I guess the coaching changes that that really isn't uh, his fault. But, okay, but even then, like, okay, so even then, Ke- say Kevin Dodd is his worst pick. Like, mm-hmm. that's one pick out of a bunch of qual. Like, right. I'm, I'm looking at his 2017 draft class too. It's like you got a Dory Jackson in the middle of the first, who I think we both can agree is a quality corner. You have Taewon Taylor, Ta- Taylor and Jonu Smith, both mm-hmm. in the third round, who are both quality starters for them you have Jayon brown in the fifth round who's their starting middle linebacker who's a quality football player mm-hmm. and then yeah in the 28 draft class you got rashawn evans you didn't you only had four picks but your first two you nailed out of the park with rashawn evans and harold landry mm-hmm. you got a 10-year starter at middle linebacker and a fantastic pass rusher and i mean last year like I was critical of the Jeffrey Simmons pick, but I was proven yeah. wrong. He's and he's in, like he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic player. And AJ Brown, like getting AJ Brown and Jeffrey Simmons, mm-hmm. and the production they got out of both those guys is insane. Like I'll, I'll give him credit I, to that. I, I can definitely yeah. agree. To and that. the thing is, I'm not saying that. John Robinson is one of the best GMs in football. Mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to say he's a top 10 GM. We're not even going to get into that. Like, yeah. I don't, I just, I'm on the top of my head. I don't even really know. I, I just like, I don't think he's like the, just, it seems the way you talk about him. Act, like, it seems like he's one of the worst GMs in football. No, no, I, just, no. I, I, I don't, don't mean, I don't yeah. mean, I don't mean for it to come off that way at all. 
Like, yeah. obviously, if it was that way, it would probably, like, there are certain GMs that I hate. Um, you know, Dave Gettleman, he was obviously my biggest question mark, that me being a fan. But his trades with uh, John Dorsey, obviously John Dorsey is no longer with the Browns, but that was also someone I, I really despised, mainly because of the whole Odell Beckham trade. Yeah, that but, trade was a debacle. Yeah, yeah. And we, we both see how that turned out and the effects of it currently. And, uh, you know, like, again, nothing against John Robinson. I, I don't hate him. I just feel like, for some reason, to my eyes, I don't see him as more aggressive as the other GMs in the league. Okay, so you 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 just prefer an aggressive GM. Then. Right, I do. You just prefer that style. I don't mm-hmm. think, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Like, Ryan Pace, who is ultra, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying Ryan Pace is better than John Ronta. I'm just saying, like, on the top of my head, that's He's a very, like Howie Roseman. Yeah, like him yeah. and Riley Hoseman. Uh, Howie Roseman are like two of the most aggressive like traders in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and get why. Spe- speaking of Howie Roseman, that's I, more of your I style. don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but speaking of Howie Roseman, he actually complimented John Robinson not too long ago about mm-hmm. his uh, his drafting style in the NFL draft. He was like, uh, I forget what he said specifically. He was like, "You're making us look bad in the draft." That's what he had told him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because what John Robinson's real, I think what John Robinson's really good at is. Because he comes from the he comes from the New England Patriots, so like it is very Bill Belichickian, where like I think he's drafting players he knows will contribute right away. Like he's dra- day he's, one starters. Yeah, he's drafting day one start. Like, Je- but also wow, taking the risk. Like Jeffrey Simmons, like if that didn't pan out, that's a terrible mm-hmm. pick. But yeah. it did. But then yeah, he got AJ Brown in the second round, which was like as safe as a pick you could have. And it turned into he was a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and then like, like we'll just like it's way too early to tell, but like we'll just look at the 2020 draft class. I think the fact he was able to get Christian Fulton in the second round mm-hmm. was, I think Christian Fulton's going to turn into a really quality football player for him. I would not be surprised if him and Adoree Jackson turn into one of the more premier cornerback duos in mm-hmm. the NFL. So, I just. I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm speaking like I'm super high on John Robinson. I think he's one. 12 13 best executives in the league mm-hmm. it's just i wanted i wanted to get to the crux of the issue and we have yeah. he's just not your cup of tea you just prefer aggressive guys not yeah. the bill belichick guys who draft n- just weird players and tra- trade down mm-hmm. a lot but that i like that. I like. See, that's that's what this podcast is for. It's discussions yeah, like that, man. For sure. But it's, it's funny um, because I was actually talking to one of our close friends uh, a couple nights ago, and he asked me the same question. He was uh, he was listening to one of our previous uh, podcasts, and he was like, "What do you have against John Robinson?" And I wasn't able to answer the question to him. I was, you know, I kind of felt bad. I was like, "Oh, okay, this may be." Yeah. No, I I wanted to bring it up because I was thinking about the weekly hooks this week, and I had like, this was the first time we've had like multiple people like actually ask like, "Yo, like." But sounds got a problem with John Robinson. What the mm-hmm. fuck's up with that? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What, you know? And then I put on my like Sherlock Holmes hat. I'm like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Um that's it for this week though. Uh we need to get into uh, we we got into the bo- uh we got to the bottom. It was Basant's problem with John Robinson. It's just he's not his style of GM, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um I would like to say good morning, good afternoon, and good night wherever and whenever you are listening. Thank you for the support and keep supporting us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Twitter. And finally, may the force be with you always.